Hi, good morning. Hope you're all okay and enjoying this lovely weather that we're having, eh? Um, yeah, it'd be great if you wanted to put on the stream this on the on the um, on the chat there this morning something you've been doing or you're planning to do this weekend or during the half term if you're up to something. It'd be great to, to share your news or whatever what you're up to. And um, yeah, so it's great to be with you today again. Okay, got a few notices later on. I'm going to share and we're going to worship together. I've got a few thoughts to share. Um, but let's just just pray, shall we? And I'm going to read a little bit of scripture, and we're going to have some time to to worship God together in song. So let's just let's just read. Let's just pray first, shall we? Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to to be together and to share together and to worship together this morning. And I pray, Lord, that we will feel a sense of connection wherever we are and whoever we are this morning, Lord, in all that we do. We love you, God. We think you're amazing. Paul writing in Romans chapter 11, having spoken about the, uh, the, the amazing uh, capacity of God to work in human history and to bring forward salvation and describing the real richness of that salvation and, and what it means and having somehow or another wrestled with all those thoughts and brought them all together, he says at the end of chapter 11, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Now this God that we serve, he is able, he is, he is the God who is able to work within human history, no matter what is going on around us, no matter what's taking place, somehow or another, the gospel of salvation, the, the, the movement of God towards uh, the uh, consummation of all things, the, he, is, he will achieve what he says he will achieve, he will do what he says he will do, and he will offer what he offers to us in salvation. And it's that God today that we're going to worship and find our strength in. So let's begin, shall we, by worshiping together in uh, these, some of these beautiful songs. What a beautiful name.
guys let's just pray father thank you thank you lord there is no one like you lord you are the one who um we can bring praise to and who gives us life we love you god amen great just got a few notices now um well actually before i do you know i mean we're allowed to do hugs now aren't we so um and uh you know i know that's not great news for everybody but um, from a granddad's point of view, it's lovely, really. And I, oh my goodness, my picture hasn't come out. Oh dear, why is that? Um, let me just try this again. Oh dear, sorry about that, folks. I'll um, have to see if I can rectify that and get that a little bit later on. Um, if I had a picture of me with my my little new um, granddaughter, but there you go. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so a few notices then, just to um, let you know that um, um, next week, next Sunday morning, um, we'll have a break from Deeper, just for a week. We've just finished a, a theme of looking at Jesus and the Old Testament and how Jesus approached the Old Testament. And, um, you know, that, that, I found that quite intriguing, quite helpful, I hope. And, and um, yeah, so no Deeper next week, and then we'll pick up on a new theme uh, the week after. Um, just to say as well that uh, no Zoom coffee after today. I mean, lovely Maybank holiday weekend. I guess you're all itching to get out and do whatever you're going to do. Uh, so, um, uh, and it may be actually that our coffee time, now that we're all able to get out and see each other, are allowed in, you know, in each other's homes, albeit in a sort of restricted way and in gardens and stuff. You know, we had a, well, half of our connect group this week um, met in our back, back garden, actually, which was really, really nice. It was raining when we started, but um, it was lovely after a little while. So, um, so now that we can get out and about a bit, maybe we might actually feel that Zoom coffee has expired. It's... Uh, is, is, is you know is run its course um but they won't have one today and we'll see how we go moving moving forward um next sunday morning is going to be a zoom um celebration so we rather than being streamed live like we're doing now we'll we'll be on zoom we'll be able to see each other hopefully we'll have some live worship and um and Steve's going to share, Steve Watts is going to share uh, the, the word next week as well so if you can join us next sunday morning that'd be really really great um just to let you know as well, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, 9.30 to 12.30, we're going to have a bit of a work party down at um, uh, Chalkstone. So if you, if you feel like you want to do a little bit of gardening or um, uh, moving, you know, just cleaning up around the outside there, and uh, there's, there's loads of little jobs just all need doing, and we just thought it would be great if we could get a work party, we can get it all done really, really quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, um, so if you can join us next Saturday morning, 12.30 to even if you can just come for a portion of that time. If you could let Jenna know, that would be really, really great. That'd be really, really helpful. Um, and as well, just to um, let you know, now this is the one you've all been waiting for, really. Um, many of you have been asking me about um, when are we going to start having uh, in-person gatherings again? And we had a, it was great to have it on Easter Sunday, wasn't it? Um, and when we put out the sort of questionnaire a little while ago, most of you sort of said that you'd like a one-off on Easter Sunday, but probably would want to wait till after June uh, the 27th. Uh, and so it looks like we're heading towards being on target for that. We're not quite sure yet just exactly what the expectations are going to be beyond that, beyond the 21st of June. Um, but nevertheless, what we're going to say is that from the 27th of June onwards, 
Uh, every other week, we're going to start in-person gatherings. We'll be online every week as well for the foreseeable future. But June the 27th, that's an amazing date because it happens to be my birthday as well. <laughs> uh, in fact, actually, it's uh, Gladys's birthday and I think it's Nicola's birthday and it's Caris's birthday. So uh, a lot of people have their birthdays on 27th of June, very significant date. Um, and uh, we're going to start our in-person. So we'll be letting you know what that's going to look like and how we're going to go about that over the next few weeks. Once we get a little bit more... Um, um, information from the government in terms of what their expectations are going forward. But whatever happens, you know, from the 27th of June onwards, we'll start in-person gatherings again. And we'll do that every other week. You know, it's a bit of a... Um, doing it every other week is because, you know, very much around practicalities. Uh, and I will be looking to sort of see whether some of you will share some of the responsibilities for helping us get open and making sure that it can stay online and stuff. So there's quite a few little tasks that are needed to make it all work well. So I'll be putting that out on the email and um, hopefully, you know, a few of us will be able to sort of click into that and get going with that. So brilliant. I hope that's okay. Great. Any feedback on that stuff? Just come back. Any questions? Then just get in touch with me and we'll do our best to. Um, great. Okay, so just thought I'd share a few words. We've been um, uh, uh, looking at the book of Acts, haven't we? And in particular, Acts chapter 1. And I've just got a few thoughts to share with you. I did get a PowerPoint all ready to go this morning, but I just can't seem to get it working uh, as I would like it to work on the um, on this uh, software. I'm not quite sure why, and I can't sort of seem to step through it. So, um, sorry, I'm just going to have to speak it out and go for it. So, so let's just pray, shall we? And, uh, and then we'll get cracking. So, Lord Jesus... Um, thank you for who you are and thank you for all that you do and I pray this morning that Lord you would open the scriptures to us and help me to be able to share the things that you want us to think about and to engage with this morning Lord I love you God I think you're amazing yeah so we've been thinking haven't we from Acts chapter 1 a little bit about how um, disciples were waiting you know, I just think back to those guys, really, those disciples. I mean, they were in uh, a pretty chaotic time, weren't they? Um, you know, quite a sort of up and down, traumatic time, really. So, so these, these disciples, Jesus' closest disciples, been with him for just over three years. And uh, they basically had seen him um, crucified. They'd seen him die. They'd, and, and then a few days later, they'd seen him risen from the dead. And, and for, for a number of weeks, for, I, I think it was about seven weeks or so, they, they'd been living... <laughs> with the resurrected Messiah. Can you imagine that? They'd been living with this, they, they, he, you know, he hadn't been with them all the time, but just occasionally visiting them. And, and over a period of weeks, he, they had encountered and seen him again and again and again. And I guess from their point of view, they're thinking, whoa, we are riding the crest of the wave here. Around them, pretty traumatic world. You know, they were living in an occupied territory uh, with reduced um, rights and, and their human rights being violated all the time. Uh, they were living uh, as disciples of Jesus and therefore were really uh, under scrutiny by the religious community and was facing all sorts of persecution already, I guess, really. But they were living with the resurrected <laughs> Jesus being around, coming and turning up. And then and then one day he calls them uh, to go out with him onto the, onto, uh, onto the mountain and, and and as he's there he gives them a few last little instructions about how they want to be he wants them to be witnesses to the ends of the earth and I guess they're thinking what's going on here and then suddenly he's taken up into heaven and into the clouds and they're left looking and thinking he's gone again 
he's gone again. What's that going to mean? And as they're standing with their mouths open wide, an angel turns up and says, what are you looking up there for? And they say, well, he's just gone up the center. Don't worry about that. Look, look to the future. Look away. And so they're on this great sort of, I mean, can you imagine being part of that? This uncertain, turbulent time, but actually a time when just really amazing, significant things are happening. And in the context of all that happening, Jesus says to them, I want you to wait here in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and he will empower you to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. And I've just suggested to you that Luke Maybe that what, you know, in, in terms of Luke, Acts chapter 1, Luke, the author, maybe he's included some of the details there because he wanted us to appreciate just what they got up to, how they waited for that moment of, of the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And that maybe there are some things that we can learn from that, looking at this little passage, that will help us to wait upon God as we desire more power and presence of the Holy Spirit, that somehow or another, getting hold of what Luke is sharing with us here will help us. I mean, do you ever feel that you need more power to do what God has called you to do? Do you ever feel that you need more sense of presence of the Holy Spirit in, in your life so that you can, in one sense, know the tangibility of God, the reality of God. Do you ever feel that you, you sort of think, well, if only God would do something miraculous right now, then that person would just really encounter God and know Jesus. Do you ever feel like that? And if you do, then, then the disciples here were in that place and maybe there's some things to learn from this little account. And so what I suggest to you, there are four things particularly. And we've looked at two of them, two of them already, two attitudes. They, they, they needed, in one sense, to realise that if they wanted the power of God to be given to them in the Holy Spirit, that their desire must be rooted, in, that must not be rooted in what they wanted. These guys, they asked for something political. And Jesus had to say to them, your, your primary passion, if you want this thing, your primary passion thing, when you have this thing, when you have this power, this anointing, this strengthening of the Holy Spirit, must be to be my witnesses. In other words, to represent me, to be a reflection of me, to be one who, who says that the, whole, that the world will make better sense if you live it in a relationship with Jesus. That, that, that to be those whose, whose greatest passion is to say that, that Jesus is the, the answer, that Jesus is the one who can make sense of the world in which we live. They were going to live in a really traumatic world where there were famines, where there were earthquakes, where there were political unrest, where there, all those things, things that we face around us even in these days. You know, Jesus, they had those similar sorts of things. And Jesus was going to say that, you know, don't make your primary passion, the resolution of all the things you see around, make your primary passion to be a witness for me in these times. And then he talks to them about how, and then, and then the, the angels have to say to him, don't keep looking back to the miracle you've just seen, but look forward look forward and and in particular to the greatest miracle that will take place when you all are risen from the dead and 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 reunited with Christ so look forward not to the miracles of part that what has passed but to the miraculous expectations of the future and then we come on to uh, verse 12 
When it says they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas son of uh, James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. See, the next thing that we can think about when we're thinking about how they waited is that they waited together in prayer. They waited together in prayer. You know, I've spoke right at the beginning of the year about, you know, one of the most significant things that we can do in this season is to pray and to pray for one another. And I'm going to suggest and I'm going to be talk, ask, inviting us over the next couple of months to be pushing into God in prayer at an even deeper level, okay? To, to keep just pushing into God in prayer. Now, when we talk about prayer, you know, what, what are we talking about? I'm going to suggest that we're talking about being a praying person and being a people of prayer. Thinking about the individual thing and talking about praying corporately. Before I get into talking about that, just want to pray a little prophecy that was shared um, in... Um, uh, in our worship and wait uh, time just a, a few weeks back uh, by Steve and I just feel that this might be relevant this morning so let me just um, share this and uh, then I'll share a few thoughts off the back of this yeah uh, uh, thanks Paul um, yeah just a, a couple of things really I can't promise that they're prophetic so weigh them up and take them or, or leave them um, just I've been reading the the Song of Songs uh, in the Old Testament and and if you know the Song of Songs you'll know that it is a really intimate and passionate um, book uh, and it's basically um, about love and sex and and it, it's uh, uh, it's this sort of interchange between the lover and the beloved and some people say that it's sort of um, uh, is representing the love that Yahweh has for Israel or it's representing the love that Christ has for his church but just as I was reading it I just really got that sense um, and was reminded of an old song some of you are too young to know it but there was a, a Christian song that we used to sing that that had a line in it I am my beloved's and he is mine and I just got a sense really of my relationship with Jesus so you know if you talk about the relationship between Christ and the church that's quite distant but if you talk about the relationship between Steve and Jesus then that's just that's quite intimate and I just I just got that sense really that God was reminding me that my relationship with him is intimate and it's passionate and it's secure there's a security um, in in that kind of of relationship and, and possibly um, linked to that and, and maybe relevant for tonight. The other day uh, I went into the kitchen and just looked out over the garden and it was the evening and all of the daisies were closing up. So the, the flowers were closing because the sun had gone down um, and, and they, they could no longer see the sun. And, and I guess it's a kind of fairly obvious thing, but it, it just struck me really that uh, if we want to bloom, uh, you know, if we want to have that fullness, if we want to bloom, 
um, then, then we've got to be looking towards the sun. We've got to be looking towards uh, Jesus in order to, you know, really bloom and, and uh, yeah, be the people that we can be. Great. Well, thanks for that, Steve. Um, so when we're thinking about prayer, we're talking about being a praying person and we're thinking about being a praying people. And, and, and I guess over the last year that um, for some of us, you know, it's, it's been a really tough time, hasn't it? And, um, and, and we've just about managed to hold on. In fact, for some of us, I'm, I'm guessing that for some of us, you know, listening today or, you know, that, that we, we feel that we've maybe not really got hold of God in the way that we could have done over the last year. There's, there's been moments when it's just felt really, really sort of, where are you, Jesus? Or, or we've just not wanted to really engage, or we've let things slip, or we've, we've grown dull in our Christian life or in our spiritual disciplines, and we've not really engaged with God. And, and, and this morning, I don't want to sort of say all those things to be in any way condemning or to make us feel even worse. But I want to say those things because maybe this is a moment to reignite those flames, to somehow or another find... You know, it was said of Jesus, directly from a prophecy by Isaiah, a bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. And so for some of us, that, that describes us. You know, we feel like a bruised reed or a smouldering wick. And, and I want to just invite you, say to you, why not make the next couple of months as we start to emerge from all that we've been going through the last year or so and rediscover our new realities, that you say, well, actually, Jesus, I want to try and reignite something in you. I want to ask for you to meet me in a fresh way. And why not pray for one another in that as well? But for others of us, you know, we've found that this last year we've been really strong and, and we've known something from God that is, you know, we somehow feel like our walk with God's got stronger. Well, for those of you, I want to just lay before you the, the heart of the Apostle Paul when he writes in Philippians 4 and says, I want to know Christ. This is a man of maturity and, and who's lived his life depths of, of Christ. I want to know Christ, just to know the power of his resurrection and to participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. I'm not that I have already known all this or I've already made, arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You see, he had a strong relationship with God, but he wanted to go deeper. And so I'm suggesting that we in one sense, seek to become stronger in our praying for ourselves, whether we feel we're in a place of weakness or whether we feel like we're in a place of strength. Now, whether we need to rekindle the flame or go deeper, let's bring Jesus into the choices that we will make over, at an individual level over the next few months. Let's be determined about that, shall we? But equally, we're told they all join together constantly in prayer. And there is a dynamic that takes place when we pray together. There is a strength in it that somehow or another that things happen and, and something of God's power. I don't fully understand that, but it just seems to be something that happens and that is revealed in the scripture and that is borne out by practice. And, and so what I'm going to, I, I want to let this, what we're learning here, to affect the way that we live. And I've been thinking about how we, 
you know, emerge over the next few months. Yeah, we're going to start physically gathering together in, in, um, in, in, in from June the 27th onwards. But, you know, our, our unity and our capacity to serve God is a spiritual thing before it's a physical thing, isn't it? And prayer takes us into that place. And so what I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll give some more details on this next week, but, but what I'm going to invite us to do is over the next two months is to just be a little bit more determined about our praying. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to have, I'm going to invite us to, in, to, to think a little bit about jo- making, joining in our little couplets that we started earlier in the year. And, um, and in our connect groups, they're going to ask us to, to give at least 30 minutes to each connect group during June and maybe into July to be praying together. And I'll give you some sort of areas to pray for uh, over the next week. I'll, I'll, I'll get a few in just a moment, but I'll, I'll sort of get that a bit clearer over the next few weeks. But, but we want to be waiting for more of the power of the Holy Spirit that we are given to be praying. And, and perhaps we'll also have sort of um, once a week prayer times that maybe we'll release the Monday evening. We're going to Monday evening prayer times and, um, you know, once we get into June. Um, and so I'm going to invite us to be praying for uh, individually, praying for one another to be finding Christ, to be deepening our walk with Christ, to be praying for one another that we find a greater sense of, of ability to know but to know more but equally I'll be asking us to pray that God will give us more of the power of his Holy Spirit that somehow or another that that we would find that as we come out of this next season that as we emerge that we are we have a power in our ability to share our faith that is stronger because we sought God you know every move of God in history I don't like the word revival I could unpack that for another time it sort of sometimes just pushes things into a place that we never think we'll really get to but every move of God that takes place in ever taken place in church history has been preceded by people praying together and so I want to try and find ways to make that a reality for us over in, as we move into June and July. I don't want to do it in a way that puts more upon us, that makes us feel we've got to do more, uh, that we, there's more burden, burden but I, 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 want, I want to try and encourage us to do that. So I'll be putting out some, some invitations to, to you to do that. And I really would love us to create a sense of unity in that. The other thing that we see here in this scripture, in, if we was to read on, is that they recognised that um, there was a bit of an issue with Judas, because Judas had um, um, gone the way that he had, there was a gap in their leadership team. And the way they resolved, and, and they refer to uh, the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures, to recognise that there, there should be a replacement, uh, and they reckon, and to think, and, and, and in one sense what we're seeing there is that they resolve their situation uh, by... Um, uh, referring to the scriptures. In other words, the scriptures governed the way that they were going to live their lives together. The scriptures was their point of reference. The scripture was their inspiration. Now, you know that, you know, I know you all believe that and you will see that. But alongside us praying together in a focused way over the next couple of months, I'm going to also invite us to read the scriptures together so that in one sense we have a, a unity and we're saying, you know, we're reading the scriptures together because we want to let them shape us as a community unity is firstly spiritual and then we uh, a physical you know uni- unity gets outworked through that so as of sort of like the week after next i'm, I'm also going to 
um, offer you a, a reading program that we could do together, just a, a chapter of the Bible to get, uh, you know, one, one chapter a day. I promise I'll, I'll do it in such a way that it's not going to take up more than five or ten minutes of your time. And I'm going to invite you, if you're, if you're willing to, to um, uh, maybe put your own reading programs on pause just for a month or two. Uh, and, I mean, if you want to do both, that's great. I'm, I'm just saying I don't want to put more on you than you're already doing. If you've got space in your life for that already, you do it. If you're not reading your Bible every day, then I really would suggest it's a great thing to do, you know. Um, and and I'm gonna, what I'm going to ask is that you read that the passage that, that you know, I suggest. I'll put it out on email and on Facebook. And, um, and, and that you also just get yourself a little notebook and you journal what you think that God is speaking to you about from that passage or just your own reflections, your own thoughts. And then if you're part of Connect Groups, we're going to pause Joshua and, um, and I'm going to ask us to, to pause Joshua for a month or two and, and, and to, at the end of each, you know, when you gather in your Connect Groups, to just discuss what you're learning. Give at least 30 minutes of your time together to just discuss what you've been learning as you've been reading the new passages for that week. And, and so that in one sense, we outwork what's going on here, that we, we, we're saying to Jesus, you know, we're, we're going to use these two spiritual disciplines to wait upon you and to be seeking you for power. What I'm, what I'm not just talking about is creating, you know, oh dear, more disciplines, more things to do. It, I want to say that it's in the spirit of saying, Jesus, we want to be your witnesses and we want to do that with power. You know, we have a, a season at the moment where there are opportunities with the gospel that are born out of the things that we're going through that mean that we, you know, we, we, we need more than ever that sense of God empowering us to be his witnesses. One example from the book of Acts and uh, that perhaps I, I hope just illustrates what I'm talking about. I hope that's okay. Just, just a few more minutes, okay, and, 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 um, and just get this. So, Acts chapter 2, um, so Acts chapter 3, um, we see Peter and John going to the temple, and they heal a man who has been lame for, for many, many years. And, and, and he gets up, and he runs around, and an amazing miracle. And, um, and as a result of that, they're arrested, and, uh, and they're told by the authorities of the day not to speak of Jesus anymore. And, um, and so when they're released, Peter and John basically go back to their own people uh, with an attitude that says, not in your life, I can't stop talking about Jesus. Uh, but they go back to their own people um, and they decide to pray together. Their response to crisis, their response to the crisis that they were going through was to pray together. And we see all four of these things that I've spoken about come together in this particular little passage. So, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Holy One. 
Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. See their response, all four things that we've talked about, prayer, the, the, um, their response to the crisis was prayer. They got together, they knew that what they needed to do was to pray. And my brothers and sisters, let me just say to you, let's get beyond this awful thing that we have, that the prayer meeting is the boring meeting. Or that prayer is just about, I mean, prayer is about duty, but prayer is also about things happening. Prayer is about action. Prayer is about power. Prayer is about desperation before God and saying, God, will you come? God, will you move? And if you don't move, I can't go anywhere. There was a time in the Old Testament when the people of God said, God, if you don't go ahead of us, we cannot go. That sort of prayer that says, God, you know, if we haven't got it from you, we can't give it. And, and, and prayer of that nature. You know, when the disciples saw Jesus praying, they said, said that's what we want teach us to pray like that Jesus and there was something dynamic about his prayer life and so let's just if our attitude first when we talk about prayer meetings is boring let's get beyond that hey I'm talking about prayer that really changed things when we see the people of God joining together to pray in the new t- in the book of Acts things happened afterwards that sort of prayer their prayer was shaped by their understanding of Scripture. Do we see that? That means they come to the, you know, they're getting hold of Scripture and, and they're saying now. And so our expectations in prayer, let them be shaped by the Scriptures. Not just by fanciful thinking or by what we would like to happen, but by the Scriptures. You know, but they understood how the, the God is the creator God. They understood that God was capable. God was able. They understood that persecution was going to happen. They understood these things from the Scriptures. And so they prayed in line with the scriptures sometimes and i just get hold of the bible and i read it and i pray it and we can do that that in our praying together that scriptures shape us they didn't look back you know they could have looked back and thought lord will you just do another miracle like that left like that guy who got up or, or they could have just gathered together and said thank you god for the miracle and you know let us make the most of that miraculous occurrence but that's not what they do they say god will you stretch out your hand and perform wonders and miracles you know and signs so that you know in the name you know that they weren't just, and they weren't just looking for some sort of uh, christian experience you know too much of the miraculous in the christian in the pentecostal charismatic world uh, has been around keeping Christians happy or trying to have some sort of experience. And of course, that is ex- it's exciting, isn't it? But the passion here was in the name of your holy servant Jesus. In other words, they wanted signs and wonders that testified about Je- of Jesus so that those who did not know him would come to know him. That our passion for the miraculous is about reaching those who do not yet know Jesus and showing them a glimpse of the kingdom to come and what, and what that is all about, the power of the age to come breaking through into this, into this reality. And so their passion was to be a witness for Christ. All four things that Jesus challenged them right at the beginning. He says, you know, don't be bothered about me changing the political landscape, but be bothered about being a witness for being representing me in this world. 
or the next two months or so, less than a couple of months, and let's just get a commitment to sharpen up our spiritual disciplines a little bit, hey? To seek God for our own walk with Him, that it, it rekindles or it strengthens and it deepens. That we get a passion to pray for one another, that we, that, that we are, you know, where we see those that are struggling, we pray that they will be rekindled. Where we see those that are strong in their faith, we pray they get deeper. That we pray for a sense of the power of God to anoint us to be witnesses for Christ. And that we let the scriptures, as we read them together, to shape us so that we are more focused in the way that we approach things. So I'll say a bit more about that. I'll share some things in the email next week and hopefully give some sort of structure to that. But hey, love your feedback, your thoughts on what I'm sharing today. Maybe we'll do a little bit of fasting in there as well, throw a bit of fasting in as well. As much as I hate it, do you know, I, I always know that when, when I fast, I hate it, but I never regret it. <laughs> I never look forward to it, but I never regret it. Because there's something of, of God that just seems to get released in that, that you know, takes us. And so maybe we'll do a little bit of that as well. But I'm also conscious that for many of us we're emerging and, 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 and that really what we're really looking to do, the bare minimum, is to just bring the presence of Jesus into the choices that we're making about how we're going to live beyond our lockdown days. So let's pray, shall we? Actually, just let me invite you to, to respond however you want to respond to what I've shared here this morning. And I'll just leave a few moments silence for you to say to Jesus, what you feel you need to say. Maybe now would be a good time for us to break bread together as well. And, 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 and perhaps as we're thinking about our own walk with God and, and how much power we would like from Him and just, you know. Just say to Jesus, Lord, I want you to be the centre of my life. And when we break bread, we are saying to Jesus, we recognize that what you did for us changes us. We're grateful for the breaking of your body. So Lord, come and meet with us in the breaking of bread, we pray. Come and shape us and change us. Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took the bread and said, Take this in remembrance of me. Let's remember Jesus now, shall we, in the breaking of bread. He also encouraged us to take the juice, take wine, remember, or juice, and just remember that his blood was shed for us. 
take this Lord as a way of celebrating the covenant that you've made with us. Part of what I'm sharing this morning, and just make this, just give one little illustration that might just bring us home a little bit more in terms of our passions, really, and how we shape our lives and our families. You know, that it becomes part of. You know, years ago, when um, and some of you would have heard me share this story before, and when James was little, um, I think he was about four years old, and um, and then days when I used to shave, <laughs> coming to me one Sunday morning. Uh, well, one morning, I can't remember it was a Sunday, we came in and, um, and said to me, Dad, I had dreams last night, I had some dreams. And um, Now, we were in a season where we were seeking God and asking God to speak to us and, to, and for more of his presence and his power. It was quite a, you know, an exciting time that we were part of at that, in that moment. And, um, and we were asking God to speak to our children and stuff as well and for them to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And... Um, and he came to me and said, Dad, I had a load of dreams last night. I said, oh, all right, and I expected it to be sort of like... But he said, yeah, I had this dream, he said, in which, which, which God reached down from heaven and touched my head with his finger and then dragged me up by my hair to heaven. <laughs> think, well, I'm pretty certain I've not read that. I've not read Ezekiel to him as a four-year-old. And then he said, um, he said, and then I saw God sitting on this, on, on this seat, he said, and, uh, and he was surrounded by a great big sea of glass. Again, I hadn't read the book of Revelation to him at <laughs> four years old. And then he said, he said, and then I saw God come down on a chariot of fire. He said, and he had all these horses uh, of fire and, um, and a chariot of fire. And, uh, and, and then he said, um, he said, I had to put these special gloves on my hands, he said, <laughs> to be able to get hold, to touch the rain, to touch the horses and to touch the chariot. He said, and then I could get on. And um, so, well, again, I'd not read to him about Elijah and Elisha. And then he said, yeah, and then he said, God said to me, he said to me, do you want a double portion of miracles? <laughs> I said, what did you say, son? He said, I said, yes. <laughs> I wonder what we would say if God said to us, do you want a double portion of miracles? <laughs> I wonder. Are we expecting our lives to be living in that sort of sense of God speaking to us and through us, even through our children. Eh? We're going to worship together in one more song. And um, yeah, let's just, let's just do that together now. And as we do, continue to seek God. Eh? of what they think you're like but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and I'm never alone you're a good good father to you Who you are, and I'm loved by 
Well, let's just pray together, shall we? We've got a few things to pray for, and um, yeah, let's just do that. So, Lord, thank you um, for who you are, and thank you that we can come to you, the one who is um, the one who is the creator of all things, as we read just now, Lord. Lord, we're going to pray for, um, continue to pray for uh, our world, Lord. We pray, continue to pray for. Um, the, uh, the the pushing back of this virus, Lord, in particular in countries now, Lord, where vaccinations are not so prevalent and where, um, you know, just healthcare is not as, as strong and, and as well developed. We pray, Lord, for you to, to, um, to, to help those countries, Lord, particularly think of India, but there are, Lord, there are others as well, Lord, that we just pray that, God, you would... Um, enable vaccination programs to get moving. Lord, we pray for our own nation that we would continue to keep on the right direction. And, and Lord Jesus, we do pray that um, even in this uh, current um, new strain, that there would not be uh, a return, and there would not be a going back, Lord, and that more and more this vaccination program will be effective, Lord. Pray for those who make decisions on our behalf that they will make really wise ones, Lord, in terms of the way that we. Um, uh, live as a society moving forward. Lord, I pray for individual needs, Lord, and we just pray for those in church, anybody that you know is looking to you for something specific. And and just as we pray, I just encourage you to to lift up to God anything that you know in your own life that is particularly prevalent right now that you would like to to lift up to God. And please feel free to put them on the on on the um, uh, on the chat there, and we'll pick them up and later as well I'll pray for Jackie this morning and just thank you Lord that she's been given her diagnosis for um, something that's been troubling her for a few years and we just pray Lord that you would let this treatment work Lord we pray thank you God we pray Lord as a church that we would be representatives of you that we would represent you well in our community Lord in every way possible. We thank you, God. Amen. Yeah. Well, Lord bless you. It's been lovely to be with you this morning and uh, just pray you have a lovely bank holiday weekend and um, just trust that you'll know the presence of Jesus wherever you are and whatever you're doing and that the love of God will shine in you and through you wherever you are. Be blessed. Blessed in all that you do. God bless. No Zoom coffee, just remind you, no Zoom coffee today. Um, but yeah, if you're not on Zoom with uh, here and you'd like to catch up with us, why don't you just give somebody a call? Say hi, just wanted to chat to somebody. Just start and say hello to somebody this morning. So God bless you. Have a great, great week.